Welcome, everybody, to episode 108 of the Dorksman Podcast. I'm Nate, a.k.a. Angry Nate, a.k.a. A Knitted Doll. I am Joey, a.k.a. Gary's favorite Dorksman. <laughs> and this week, unfortunately, we do not have, a, or maybe fortunately. This That's what I was about to say. Did you actually put a on there where there shouldn't be one? The jury's still on that one, uh, but Clint will not be... Um, recording with us today because he is actually live streaming right now with a former guest and a good buddy of his uh, Penn State Phil Uh, so what they're doing is they're doing tabletop streaming today for um, extra life for kids that's a great charity for the kids Uh, so Clint is there doing that Uh, so a preemptive shout out to anybody that has donated or dropped by the stream or you know just let people know on their Twitter or retweeted that uh, Clint was doing the stream today. Any exposure, any help, any donations in any amount is really, really helpful for the for the cause. Uh, I know Tamar yesterday streamed uh, a, a big stream yesterday as well. He got amazing giveaways. I know Clint had a bunch of giveaways ready for today. So thank you everyone that tuned into that uh, for the Sunday. Uh, but replacing Clint today, we have multi-time, <laughs> multi-time <laughs> guest. I will let him introduce himself. Hi, it's Gary. <laughs> Gary's the best. Yeah. Gary yeah. is the best. And yeah, uh, yes, Joey is my favorite dorksman after ah, that. Knew it. Oh, wow. After that knitted doll comment. Ah, uh, see, you do it to yourself, Nate. <laughs> Self inflicted wounds. Self inflicted. No, I love you both. You know that. Oh, oh. thank you, Gary. Thank big you. hugs. Big, yeah. <laughs> distant, distant, big hugs. Unfortunately, yes. still. Yes. Um, well, but that's hopefully, another. Hopefully soon, right, guys? Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. One day. Oh. I'll uh, I'll be fingers crossed at ECCC in December. So hopefully I'll get to see a good bit of faces there. I still haven't gotten my pro badge uh, application. Neither have I. Approval. I, so I, I don't know. We'll see. I emailed uh, mm. Read Pop, and mm. then they emailed me back and say, "Oh, here, go to this email address, which was specifically for the." professional uh part i guess of their company although i had cc'd them on the original email so i was right. like i reforwarded and I, <laughs> I was like hey please see this email that i already sent to you and let me know <laughs> what's going on because it's been weeks yeah it's supposed to be like two weeks or something i think they said the timeline was but maybe yeah. they're backed up but you know either way yeah. yeah i mean we'll see if even the borders are open enough for me to drive down there we we don't know what's happening right now we hope yeah. We hope. Yeah. We I, I won't be at ECCC this oh, week. No! Well, I'm not going now. Well, that's yeah. it. That's decided. Yeah, it's it. It just wasn't in the cards. I mean, I'm going to be at NYCC in October. No, no. Um, and it was just, uh, yeah. How dare you go to NYCC instead of ECCC? I know it's it's so close over here, right? That's true. <sighs> it's so close. I love I love NYCC. You guys should like really try to come. I think it's more um it's more comic based, right? Like I feel like NYCC is a bit more leaning towards the the comic fandom. Is it? I don't I know. I think so. Because Maybe. it's like Marvel headquarters is in New York, right? And like yes. Mar- Marvel Comics headquarters, sorry, is Correct. in New York. So I would assume that I think like that's more comic centric of a con whereas I you know I don't know what ECCC is in terms of focus. It's just kind of everywhere. Like they've got like just about everything represented, which is yeah. really cool. NYCC has a great artist alley. Mm. I, you know, I, I've I think ECCC I've heard is still the better of the it's two. It's so but good. NYCC has has a decent sized artist alley. Oh, that's cool. Um, so I that, I like that. Plus, I just love New York. So right. 
Um, yeah, good. It's food. on the list to go to one day. So okay. hopefully it won't be too far away. But yeah, I, I'd like to. This year, just ECCC was a little bit easier. Do you, do you think they're gonna? Um, how they're gonna? How are they gonna get ECCC back on schedule? Is what I want to know. I, I don't know. Right? I've had that yeah. debate with Clint several times, and Clint acts like Nostradamus, like he knows exactly what's happening. But we know the truth, Clint. You know absolutely <laughs> zero. <laughs> He has no inside track. But I was wondering the same thing. I, my hypothesis is they will just forego the March 22 version and then get back in March 23. It just seems like a lot for Reed Pop to, you know, take on to do New York in October, Emerald City in December, and then turn around and try to do Emerald City again in March. It just, it just seems like a lot. It seems like a lot for the people that they'd have to try to secure to get out there. But I, I don't know. I mean, you know, the cons are kind of coming back in, in full swing. And yeah. so maybe they can pull off uh, the, the double dip. But Or they'll do like a half and half type situation where right. yeah, both, that's possible. Like they'll, they'll do a Dece- the December one will, won't be of the scale and magnitude that the March one would normally have been. Mm-hmm. And then they can still have like a second March one that, again, wouldn't be the same scale. Uh, just to get them back onto that spring schedule. Right, back to the, the one-year uh, mark. Yeah, I'm almost there. thinking they're staying quiet about it on purpose. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it makes so me think that there probably is going to be one in March. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if they mm-hmm. said that there was one in March, they might lose some people coming for in December, December. For December, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. But I'd, I'd go in March. Um, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd try to go in March. if. It, oh, there you go, Gary. See, I go in December, and you're going to go in March. I yeah. feel like you did it on purpose. You're like, mm, it, no. It's like... <laughs> Mm. We'll we'll eventually get our con blog food blog. Uh, yes, blog. you guys can do half and half, right? Because one of, you don't need both of you there to do. Oh, but the, no, the, <laughs> part, of the, part of the fun is is for both of us to to have the same things, right? And and we can kick it off and, in San Diego, hopefully in twenty twenty two. Once again, that's the plan. Yeah. I, I need to get tickets for it, right? Because um, yeah. I didn't. Uh, my my plan wasn't to go to. Uh, SDCC last year so I didn't even try to get tickets mm-hmm. and because they cancelled it and they rolled everybody over mm-hmm. not many people I think took a refund I think most people are no, just letting people it just ride yeah. you know because it's so, just so hard to get uh, mm-hmm. tickets you don't so, want to mess up yeah. yeah so I'm not sure how that will work when they get back to uh, 2022 right. whether or not they'll have any tickets for general sale right. so we'll see because my, my plan was 2022 right to celebrate my birthday mm-hmm. um but the we'll big see. two zero the big the, the big 20th birthday <laughs> oh you're almost of legal Custard age years. to go drinking <laughs> <laughs> amazing so, yeah um but this was just completely off topic from what we're talking about today but it's just <laughs> that, one of those that, things that's not, that's not how things go <laughs> yeah that's just absolutely <laughs> how things podcast. go here <laughs> so i'm gonna quickly bring us back uh for the housekeeping stuff uh, and then we'll we'll get more into what we're actually talking about today uh you can always follow us on twitter and instagram at the underscore dorksman uh like i said uh clint is streaming currently right now but uh you can probably catch the replay on twitch uh twitch.tv slash uh the underscore dorksman uh, again he's doing the extra life charity with our buddy penn state phil today um you can always listen to the podcast on cross the streams media uh, that's cross the streams media.com that's uh cts media on twitter uh, there's lots of other wonderful podcasts a little bit of everything that you can get yourself into that's on the on the website they're always adding more so 
Uh, they're doing a great job of kind of catering to every demographic, every type of podcast you could want to listen to is uh, on Cross Streams Media. So please be sure to check us out and check out all the other podcasts there. Um, if you'd like to play bingo, uh, dorksandbingo.com uh, has your bingo card. And as always, you uh, big shout out to Andrew from the Tory Wine Podcast and one of the brothers Newland for building that for us. And of course, a shout out to Larry from the STS guys uh, for giving us a wonderful redirect. And you can find both those podcasts on Cross Streams Media as they are part of the Cross Streams Media Network. Clint will be really proud that I mentioned Cross Streams Media like he, 15 he times. Be. He would be shedding a silent tear right now. <laughs> um, but yes, cons, we love them. We wish we could go to all of them. We cannot, unfortunately. So instead, we have this virtual meeting room where we'll see each other. It's wonderful seeing your faces. I see Joey's face every week, which is like, man. It's a blessing for you. It (laughs) wouldn't go as far as calling it a blessing. Yes. It's better than Clint. It's a gift. Is is this a a gift? Yes. It's better than seeing Clint today. It's a gift that keeps on giving. It's true. Um, but we do have Gary on for a very specific reason. Joey, why don't you explain to our listeners what is happening today? So we are starting a new series, um, not necessarily a new podcast, but just kind of a new series from within the podcast, uh, that we're going to call the Mount Rushmore of blank series because I can't think of a better name right now for it. So I think this all got started when we did our, uh, big MCU podcast. Uh, shoot, it's probably been maybe a year or so ago, roughly. Uh, and we were talking about our favorite non-Avengers Marvel movies, right? Because you have to exclude those because it's so difficult um, to to pick between those. And we started talking about our favorite movies, and I got to the point where I wasn't able to like say, "Hey, here's my top five in order," uh, but I could say, "Here, hey, here's my top." you know, favorite ones, and so it got me thinking about, you know, other um, kind of obscure pop culture lists that we could come up with, Um, not necessarily of, you know, here, list your top 10 in order, my first favorite, second favorite, whatever, so this is just like the Mount Rushmore of, or our favorite four of some obscure topic, and we are starting off our uh, inaugural episode with our guest Gary, and this is going to be the top four DC characters who have not been given a solo movie yet. Yes, that's that's basically it, which is awesome because we do a lot of things where we're like, this is our favorite, this is your favorite, this is whatever. But you know, let's let, let's let's go off the beaten path a little bit today. Um, let's get and, weird. Yeah, let's get weird. Um, yeah. But take, before we get taking too, my shirt off now, yes. Oh, oh, oh. so just the <laughs> listeners at home, just oh my. imagine. Shirt's oh coming off. It's got a little steamy in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus. <laughs> it was just he took his shirt off yeah. to reveal oh, a second yeah. shirt. He was wearing two shirts. <laughs> I do wear two shirts a lot, too, by the way, but not today. So you can not see a little, little extra flesh. See? No. Oh, Ooh, my gosh. Just shirt. There we go. Oh, my gosh. Don't stretch that collar too far. It's a nice shirt. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Gary, why don't you kick things off for us? So, what are your four? Oh my gosh! Oh, maybe we should kick it off with Clint's that he. Oh uh, yes, he yes. Oh us. my yeah. god. Okay. So this, this is, is like how Clint is a dingus. So he sent Clint's us his four. But first of all, he was fomoing about not being able to be on probably 
even though he had the option, but I understand he was tired or whatever. So two of the four on his list was Joker and Wonder Woman. And I decided to hit Gary with it as soon as he was drinking something. And I was like, um, Clint, that's great and all, except two of those have already had solo movies. And he was like, oh, oh, is that one of the conditions? I was like, what kind of list is this that you're providing? Just like random, like your favorite DC characters or something? And then so he comes back and he, he adjusts the lists again. And he's he's like, okay, now th- 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 these are my favorite ones. And, F- and Flash is on there. I'm like, dude, Flash has got a movie coming out next year. And I... Uh, I stipulated that we couldn't, you know, put stuff on our list that we knew was, you know, greenlit and coming out. He's like, okay, fine, well, screw it, whatever. So he sends another uh, amended list, and this one is at the time it's got a uh, what was it, Zatanna on it? Yeah, Zatanna. The, but he spelt it wrong too. Yeah, he, he said, <laughs> I Zantana. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> Santana? Like the, the the musician? Like what's happening here? It's a cinema <laughs> screenshot uh, from a website that talks about that movie. Been, and he was like, ah, 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 ah. and so he finally sent us his. <laughs> 15th amended list so we'll share that with everybody he said Lobo Alfred I'm assuming Alfred Pennyworth Um, I don't know if there's a super Alfred out there Um, (laughs) Black Canary which I thought was a good one and then I'm not sure about the other one he listed Nate were you familiar with Crito I guess K-R-Y-T-O I think he probably meant to spell Crypto (laughs) Yeah, I know. Was he talking about the dog? Yeah, is that who he was trying to say? I, I, I didn't so. want to question him because I'd already irritated him with him <laughs> having to amend his list forty-seven times. I'm like, I, I, I'll just pretend like that's a character and I'll just let him go. But maybe he didn't mean crypto. I think I, he I'm meant crypto sure. the dog. Yeah, yeah but there is an animated uh, Legion of DC, Super Pets. Yes, coming out. So I was like, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just gonna leave that one alone. Yeah. I'll just let that one slide. But, but, I, but that's okay because if he wants one specifically for crypto, then I guess it meets the. The conditions, right? Because we wanted solo films, mm-hmm. right? Uh, right. So, Legion of Super Pets is going to be probably like, like a, Crypto and Ace the Bat yeah, right? And like Streaky a combination and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I hope they do, um, and I hope it's like an Airbud type thing. Where it's like an actual. <laughs> so they play dog basketball they against LeBron James. Wait yes. a second. <laughs> now, they've done that. Except every now and then, there's like the fake paw that comes in from the side of the camera to do stuff with it. Okay, you're, you're, you're actually hoping that it's live action yes. animals. Live action yes. animals, um, okay. like Air Bud. <laughs> Combination um, of Air Bud and Free Willy. I, I, I guess that 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 could work. <laughs> I, I'm 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 really hoping that it's just pure animated, like CGI or or you know mm-hmm. regular um, old school 2D animation stuff because. I think that'd be really cool, um, and I think to be honest, I think they're actually developing a Black Canary. Um, I think I saw one of the lists I saw um, <laughs> had Black Canary. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jesse Smollett. Is that who? Journey Smollett. Oh, I, I get so confused among all the Smollett brothers and sisters. All the Smollett's. <laughs> yeah, the um, the one who played Black Canary in um, Birds of Prey. Oh, really? I think oh, they were developing. okay. I think they were developing a potential solo film for her. I know um, they had talked about doing yeah. some branching off from that movie and doing yeah. some solo uh, films for some of them. But yeah. uh, the tricky part that I found is that sometimes when you look this up, they were only you would only get the lists for the characters that were getting um, like theater releases. 
Whereas oh, okay, I think right. there are some that are in development specifically for HBO Max. Mm. Um, so I tried to... I Basically, any list that I saw, if there was a character on one of those two lists, I tried to take it off. Yeah. Um, because I had Black Canary on my list as well. And then I was like, oh, well, it sounds like there was something. And the the rules that we set for ourselves were so tricky because it's like, is this one truly greenlit? Or right. Is it like just, just a the rumor. development yeah. stage that there's rumors. There's I went with it had to be video. official. That's that's yeah. what I went with. It had to be officially official. And yeah. and uh, Zatanna was officially official. And because yes. they even said that it was going to be a theatrical release, it was not going to be one of their HBO Max releases. Yeah, because I think they there was what was it? In, uh, I want to say AT and T. Um, there was some thing that was um some press thing that happened a while back this year and there were just like uh screenshots or or uh pictures of various logos and i think zatanna was one of those ah, yeah. that came up so that's why i knew that that one is was in development because i first thought about it and said oh zatanna would be great and i said nope wait a minute let me look and i, I was yeah i was like no that one's in development as well so mm-hmm. uh, so this was this was actually trickier I'm excited um, to, to hear yeah. what Gary's list is. We should make Gary yeah. go last. Because this is going to be hard for me and Nate to top Gary's list. So <laughs> it will be. be the problem. Will be. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm, fine, I'm fine with that. And then we'll see. And then I can just cross off if there are ones that you guys came up no, with. No, don't cross off. No, don't cross off. We still want to know that'd your be list. Good. Yeah. That'd make a good discussion for us if we have mutual stuff. So I'll, I'll actually right. go first. Okay. Uh, unless Nate wanted to go first. No, you go ahead. So, and, and Nate and I were talking about this, and we talked with Clint about it too was one of the difficult things I found was trying to stay away from all villains. Um, because there's so many good DC villains. I was talking to Nate about this earlier. I said, buy and just like, it's not even close. No, not even how close. much better the DC villains are compared to the Marvel villains. And I know that's something that's kind of been discussed ever since the MCU really got, you know, um, going was that it's 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 a lack of good Marvel um, uh, villains that they can use right and and some of them have probably just been made better by the actors that play them right like Loki I mean I, I wouldn't say he's been one of the top Marvel you know um, in the comics at least villains but you know Tom Hiddleston just made him a great you know villain to deal with but by like by leaps and bounds, DC is just so much better. But I tried mm. to make it two heroes and two villains. Um, so for the heroes, I went with Nightwing mm-hmm. um, and the Martian Manhunter. I thought that would be my two. Which is hilarious because when we talked about this briefly yesterday, Joey, I, I, again, my DC knowledge is like literally zero outside of like um, the Batman universe. And even then, it's pretty limited. And I was like, I had Martian Manhunter on my list, and I was like, oh, he's a villain. And Joey's like, what are you talking about? He's like <laughs> one of the strongest, like, Justice, Justice League, League members. Yeah. And he's like, he's a good guy. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't even read the Wikipedia <laughs> article yet. And like, the, <laughs> Wait, you, you thought Martian Manhunter was a bad guy? I yeah, did, did, yeah. Because I was like, I just read the character design. I was like, yeah, this, is, this guy looks like a fucking He's like, my guy. list is all villains. I'm like, mm, yeah. Martian Manhunter's not a villain? <laughs> Bro, um, I think I'm gonna have to give you like a crash course in DC education. Yes, please, and, please. And do. so the other two, I went with. I did go with villains for that. I went with uh, Clayface um, and Mister Freeze. Um, Clayface, I absolutely loved. A lot of my DC knowledge comes from Batman the Animated Series. I know Andrew Newland will get super excited when he hears that, and he probably already knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think Clayface. 
I think it would make a good movie as far as like the CGI part of it and the fact that he can shapeshift and all that stuff. And you know, he's got a pretty pretty cool background as a villain too. As far as I know, in the animated series and and I don't know what his extent is in the comics, or I don't know if he was one of those that originated in the animated series and then was incorporated into the comics afterwards. Because isn't that what happened with Harley Quinn? Wasn't she originally incorporated into the animated series and then got so popular they incorporated her kind of into the canon of the comics? Yeah, no, Clayface was in around for a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just love his story. And then Mr. Freeze, I just love his backstory about, you know, how he got to the point where he was because of his wife and mm-hmm. just his undying love for her and, you know, trying to keep her around and, you know, what it kind of turned him into accidentally. And then, you know, the, I guess the evil that comes out of him. But to me, he's more like a, he's more like an anti-hero or like a Walter White type character to me it's like he's not all bad because again of his initial intentions so i I thought that would make for a really good movie i thought it would be really good kind of like how the joker was with walking phoenix i figured it would be a really good take for an actor to have on it so that's my four so the i love the idea of clayface and it's not one that um that i thought of but uh yeah clayface is a very complex character um and Partly because, yeah, it's like this actor that that well, dep- it depends on which Clayface we're talking about because there's been a few of them, um, but there's the I think the main one that that most people know is is the one who is an actor and um, you know, unfortunately had an accident right. and and right. and you know, but it allowed him to to change shape and you know, which would be really good for someone who is an actor, but it just kind of also made him mentally unstable and. Yes, um, you know, and I think that's the great thing about a lot of the the Batman villains um, is there's you can see how some of the what leads them down the path of villainy mm-hmm. um, or what turns them evil mm-hmm. could have easily you know um, in a different situation <laughs> you know change their their outcome right um, because there is a lot of um, you know, hurt and sympathy and empathy that you can have for some of the, the, the precipitating events that cause them to kind of go nuts. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just, unfortunately that's, that's, they took it a little too far. Whereas other people may, may have had a more healthy reaction or been able to cope or if they had gotten help or whatever, but um, yeah, Clayface is great. Um, yeah. Mr. Freeze is, is another, another really, uh, you know, the, like you said, the story is fantastic, right? He right. was trying to help his wife. And it's just that he had an accident and went crazy. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of that. We have a lot of having accidents, going crazy. some kind of physical deformity, and then going crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Clayface, Mister Freeze, Joker, obviously. Yeah, Joker. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that I when Joker first came out, I wasn't sure. I saw, I saw the trailer, and I was like, I don't know if I want to feel sympathy mm. for the Joker. I don't mm-hmm. know if I want to empathize with what he's going through um, because the Joker is just straight up batshit crazy, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's what's actually really good about him in, in, in the sense. But but I really enjoyed that movie. So, yeah, I, I'd be all for, um, you know, taking some more of these villain characters and, and digging into their psyche and their trauma and, you know... Um, it, I mean, they did it with what Cruella, right? I haven't actually watched Cruella, but apparently that was a pretty good film for Disney. 
Yeah. Uh, I, and I one of those things where I'm like, yeah. why am I going to feel sympathetic for someone who wants to kill puppies and make them? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but apparently it was really good, right? It so, was. Yeah. It was um, the, the funny thing is, I didn't choose any villains for mine. So this is that's, cool hearing, that's weird. hearing, yeah. hearing that you, you've chosen some villain stuff. And I, I definitely think, like the Joker, I think they would be very good setups as like um, prequels. I think, um, I think Clayface would be. I, I'm kind of seeing that more of a one and done thing. Like if it would come out, um, and then maybe he would get incorporated into like you know one of the Batman movies or something like that later on. Um, but it'd be like, okay, how did he get to that point? And then what did he do? But like the Mr. Freeze thing, I could see that being like, kind of like with Joker, how they're planning a sequel to it. I could definitely see them doing more than one on Mr. Freeze where you kind of set up, you know, the, the origin story and how he got to that point and a little bit about, um, you know, uh, what he did as a result of the, I guess we'll call it the injury, the the way he gets to be Mr. Freeze and a little bit into that. But then you could have a whole movie once he's actually a villain and, and what he's doing to try to, you know, ultimately save his wife and all that kind of stuff. So, And then Nightwing, I just... Uh, I don't think Nightwing's been represented enough. I know he has been in the... Uh, the HBO series uh, Titans. Titans. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Titans. I have not seen that yet. I'm going to wait till I inevitably subscribe to HBO again to see some kind of movie or something. <laughs> or the next time I have summer break, I'll probably get it for a month and I'll probably end up watching it then. And maybe there'll be another season out by that point. Um, but other than that, I know there's not been a lot of him incorporated into uh, kind of the mainstream uh, movies and media outside of like the cartoons and again the titan series so i would i'd love to kind of explore that uh that new iteration of of dick grayson and and also maybe incorporate into that movie like kind of the new robin and maybe their relationship uh together because i know gary Prey has a lot more knowledge than i do about the background of how you know uh grayson interacted with you know todd and all the other um robins to come after that because i knew there were several um and then as far as martian manhunter i don't have a lot of background information on him i just think the character himself is cool and the fact that he is from mars i think that could take dc to that next level literally kind of like what marvel did with guardians of the galaxy where everything was you know terrestrial based like everything's happening here on earth for the most part uh even really you know thor um depending on how you look at that uh, but to me, Guardians of the Galaxy really helped expand um, the Marvel Universe literally, and I think Martian Man Martian Manhunter could do that by literally taking it off planet and kind of showing some of his origin story and stuff like that too. So, I was very interested in in seeing more of him in Justice League. I know we got a little glimpse of him, but I'm hoping in some of the stuff to come in the future they incorporate him at least as a character, if not uh, getting a solo film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Titan season three just kicked off a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I haven't cool. started so, watching it yet. I don't yeah. think it's made it to any um, of those platforms that I have available. Yeah. To. I've watched the first two seasons. I think they were on Netflix. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Canada Netflix, but yeah, not Canada US Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, get a VPN. You can do it all. There we go. VPNs are wonderful. Nightwing's a dick in that show. Like, is his he? Name, his name is Soper. He's a dick in that But show. isn't he kind of in the comics? Isn't he kind of got like that chip on his shoulder type no, not, deal? Not, not, not really. Not really? Yeah. Okay. No, not really. Um... He's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, no. He's not. Uh, he's not bitter at Bruce. No, it's. It, I think. Well, well, when he, when he uh, left the Robin identity, I think he was tired of being treated as a sidekick. I mean, mm -hmm. he was with the Titans at that time. Like this is back in like what the eighties, I think. Like eighties uh, that we're talking about when he actually became 
Nightwing. Um, yeah, he he left uh, to establish his own identity, right? So he became Nightwing to become his own person. Um, and yet, I don't. I, I've never seen Nightwing as being so dark. And, and the Titans show, I love that show. Um, I think it's a totally different take for the Titans, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. I know that some people didn't really like that it moved away from the tone of the comic books. And, you know, in typical DC fashion, it's it's really dark and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I really liked it. It's just that it's mm-hmm. Dick is a dick. Like, literally. Like, yeah. literally, he's a dick yeah. in that show. Um, yeah. But it's really good. It's really good. So mm-hmm. um, Nightwing is actually one of those projects that's been in development for a while yeah uh, and they just haven't been able to i think get it off the ground um one of the lists i saw said that it's still in development it's just not as far ahead as something like you know what some of the ones that have already been greenlit i would um, love so. for them to be able to tie in nolan's uh batman trilogy mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. the new dc EU or DCU, whatever it's called, um, and get get Joseph Gordon-Levitt to come back and actually portray some of that role um, that they had talked about or hinted at, I guess I should say, by saying his name was Robin or whatever. Oh, that's the Robin! That's uh, Okay. And just be like, okay, no, he's he's Dick Grayson and he's... Or just let him keep the name Robin. I don't care. And just make him Nightwing. I would love to see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what they're going to do in the new Robert Pattinson Batman movie. If yeah, that incorporate looks. Yeah. Any... I haven't seen anything more about that one. All I know that is it's on the way. They've, yeah. you know, they've they've hinted towards. Um, I've seen the costume, like in the silhouette. It looks, mm-hmm. it looks pretty cool. It looks, car, it looks dark. The Batmobile. Yeah. Yep, the Batmobile is kind of going back to the old style, which yeah. is also very cool. Catwoman's um, in it. Yeah, Catwoman. I think the uh, Penguin's in it. They've got so, a bunch of like yeah. they just went all in on the first one. It's like, what are you doing, DC? You're you're doing it wrong again. We're just going to throw every single it, main it, villain in the first movie. It could work because they could just split it off and then just this is the universe establishing or reestablishing um, moment for Batman, which is uh, I I don't know. I I would enjoy it. I think like even if the rest of it afterwards doesn't come out, I think the first one, if they can pull it off, is going to be. Yeah. I just, it'll, it'll, it'll just be interesting how they handle the penguin like is mm-hmm. the penguin because i don't think the penguin was identified as being the main antagonist right and neither was catwoman no I think based yeah, on, based on how the trailer goes it's almost like it's going to be the riddler yeah um <clears throat> some people are speculating it could be hush which i think might be a little bit too early to, to establish that character in the yeah thing. because that's a little bit deeper of a cut <laughs> yeah. for mm-hmm. those that are not true you know diehard yeah. comic fans for it but th- this brings me back to something that we've discussed several times before and i, I know we're about to go off on a tangent here but i'm going to do it anyway is i just hate the fact that dc saw Marvel's success and just rushed yeah. to try to catch up with them instead of saying okay Hey, it took them a while to get there. Let's do the same thing. Because uh, honestly, and and Gary might be be different, and I'm sure there's other people that are different out there, but to me as a casual comic fan, I was more invested growing up in the late 80s and early 90s in DC lore. Like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. That That's the stuff I grew up with because mm-hmm. there was more cartoons there was more stuff readily available outside of the comics including the movies than there was for marvel you know i mean marvel to me really didn't take off outside of the comics until late 90s early 2000s and and a lot of that had to do more with the x-men 
mm-hmm. and not as much about or to me again this is just my opinion uh the, than the mcu you know the x-men's yeah. really what kind of got me into marvel uh and it's just it was just that one you know with the x-men animated series and then the x-men movies that first came out it was just that one aspect of it right it was just oh it's the x-men you know it's not like you heard about iron man and captain america and thor and all of them through those cartoons and through those early movies so to me dc had a better opportunity uh to work their magic so to speak as building a, a universe and they just they just didn't they do failed. it right. Yeah, they, they just didn't do it right. The challenge that DC probably had is is because the characters were well-known, right? Because mm. up until the Marvel movies came out, if you went to the streets and just asked anybody if they'd heard of Thor or Iron Man or Ant-Man or Black Widow or, right. you know, many of the Avengers that we've gotten to know through, you know, that the general public have gotten to know through the, uh, the MCU movies, you probably you know, only find a handful that actually could name them, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like you said, people knew Batman and Superman and One Room because, one, they were they had television uh, shows or, um, you know, there were animated, um, you know, TV series and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so with Marvel coming out of the gate and the success that they were having with their films, DC started too late. And it's one of those things where... I don't, to be honest, when I didn't think that superhero films would still be so popular. Mm. Good point. Right? Um, Because, you know, public, you know, we're very fickle, right? And if you oversaturate the market with too many things, we're eventually going to tune out, right? Mm. Um, But it's, it's like, it's amazing how much momentum and it's sustained over the over the years and so dc started out the gate late uh and probably also because you know they tried to to resurrect the whole thing with the superman returns with brandon routh and it didn't do so well and then man of steel was criticized for being a little bit too dark and not um you know what superman represented and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and so it -hmm. took them another several years before they even came out with the, the batman v superman and and they just had to now rush things out because you didn't know when the the to use like the real estate term when the bubble would pop, right? Right. And uh, people would just stop paying attention. So, um, so I'm the, I don't think that's a you know I should they should use it as an excuse for the quality that they that they did, but they could have yet yeah, they they definitely could have planned it out a little bit better because I think the solo films um, that they've had for the characters have you know been better at establishing who these people are um and now you know hopefully that makes you want to see the next justice league film right um so yeah they they really should have taken a page from marvel's book from from that perspective but i can understand if there was a lot of studio pressure or yeah. a lot of you gotta um, get that money now pressure. before it's exactly. not there yeah mm-hmm. um but i agree um dc dc definitely had a leg up um on on things because the characters were well known, but it could have mm-hmm. also hurt them because now people already wanted to see those characters interacting. And so DC said, or Warner Brothers more so than DC, Warner Brothers was probably the one that said, Yeah, get get these characters in one film. So so yes, I'm hoping that when with Batman that, you know, maybe they'll establish Penguin as, you know, because he owns like the Iceberg Lounge and, you know, he has ties to the mob or whatever. And so maybe they'll just kind of hint at what penguins potential could be but he's not going to be the main 
driver of the film mm-hmm. and then same thing with Catwoman just being like an ancillary character that they're just yeah. introducing and then they'll um, you know uh, bring them back for another round or give them solo films or something because right. mm-hmm. yes you know I think we need to erase the Halle Berry Catwoman oh yeah for sure public <laughs> conscious so her playing um, basketball even in the, the Anne Hathaway suit. one wasn't like no it wasn't great it wasn't great uh, I liked the Michelle Pfeiffer one Mm-hmm. Yeah, those really well done adaptation of that character. Yeah. The only problem, uh, see, I love, I love the the uh, Michelle Pfeiffer version, but again, it's the those films are very campy in a sense. Mm-hmm. Batman, the um, ones that so, started, yeah, around that time, really yeah. after. I mean, the first one's got kind of campy stuff to it, but I mean, the Joker's campy, and I mean, it kind of had that Batman 66 vibe to it, yeah. you yeah. know, uh, with that, and then it just totally went off the rails, you know, the yeah. further they got in it. It's like... Yeah, it, start, it started with the third one, because I think, you know, because um, what was it, Batman? Batman and Returns. Batman Returns, and then Batman and Robin? Uh, no, Batman and Robin was the fourth one wasn't it no that was the third one and then batman forever i think was the batman forever is the third one no batman okay, forever yeah, okay, batman, batman forever is the batman forever batman third one, one. Yeah. batman and robin is the fourth one yeah yeah definitely the last two were like oh yeah super yeah. camp right yeah um, it went a completely but, different direction and yeah. it just felt really really awkward like i understand what they were trying to do um but it just wasn't executed properly like they wanted to take i felt like they wanted to take it out of the like straight out of the comics, right? Like those characters are very bright, very colorful, very mm-hmm. just like it was a very vibrant setting, but it was just like such a departure from the darkness that um, was the first two films, which was, I thought really worked really well. And that's what I really loved about the first two Batman movies. Um, but I was pretty young when I watched those, which is like kind of weird that my parents took me to see those. <laughs> yeah. Like I was eight years old when that first Batman came out. I remember yep. seeing that in the theaters. Yep. Same. And it's <laughs> just like, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, that was really weird, but uh, that's an interesting point you bring. You guys bring up about uh, the DC characters being a bit more, um, I guess, a bit more well known than the Marvel mm-hmm. characters. And I, I, I never really thought of it that way. But then, like when I think about my childhood and what I was into when I was a kid, it was really I was really into Batman. Um, I really enjoyed the Batman comics more than the limited amount of Marvel comics that I read. And I don't know why, but it was just almost, it, it almost feels like DC Comics is a lot more, it's more serious in a sense. And it's a bit more like when you're a kid, you always want to be a grown up, right? You want to be, uh, you want to read more uh, sophisticated things. And I, that's what I felt like when I was reading DC Comics was it was a bit more, the tone was always a bit more serious and a little bit more darker as opposed to like, you open up like an X-Men comic and it's like, sure there's like darker storylines with Wolverine and blah 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 but like it just felt like it was just way too colorful for me and it wasn't just like it wasn't what I wanted to read as a kid and I don't I don't know if that has anything to do with it but yeah that makes a lot of sense when you're talking about um the popularity of it and DC as Warner Brothers as a movie studio has definitely fumbled a lot of the DC properties I feel like they can still redeem themselves because mm-hmm there is a huge market and there's a huge ability to 
just fix it. Like you can, they can fix this. Like it's fixable. People want them to fix it. Yeah, people people want want them to fix it. I mean, we keep coming back for multiple Batman's and multiple Supermans. Mm -hmm. They keep Mm -hmm. recasting them. We we keep coming right back. We're like, all right, we'll we'll give it another go. This is like the tenth Batman in five years, but we're gonna give it another try. I mean, if you think about it seriously, since that first, what was eighty eight? Was that the Michael Keaton Batman? Is that right? Eighty nine. 89 so you've got michael keaton you've got uh val kilmer you've got george clooney um you've got um, nipple batman yeah george yeah <laughs> uh um the christian nolan bale. christian bale, no, christian bale yep. you've got ben affleck now yep. you've got robert pattinson yep. i mean that's a lot just in yeah. the last i don't know however long that's been 32 years or whatever 30 something years yeah fast math years, yeah. And that's years. a lot to be i mean it's kind of like the spider-man thing there for a while where they kept recasting them. but again if you think about it spider-man doesn't start off as a marvel um mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. film you know and they right. keep recasting yeah. it superman's been recast several times even since christopher reeve so hopefully they get some stability and i think that's one thing that people want or at least i do as a fan i just want stability in who i'm seeing it's one thing if mm-hmm. like what marvel did with steve rogers and and tony stark where they said okay this is their story it has come to this end after 10 11 12 years whatever it is and now we're going to probably not necessarily recast them but we're going to do like it is in the comics and where that mantle is being passed on right like captain america is now sam wilson and I, i think you know we could do something like that with batman where it's like okay it's not bruce wayne anymore it's uh terry Help me out, Gary. McGinnis. And, you know, I think they could do something like that. But I think that's right. Also, also I'm second-guessing myself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I think they could do something like that. But we're we're way off now. So, uh, Nate, you still have to give us your Mount Rushmore of DC people that deserve a solo film. Yeah. So I I came up with two lists because, like I said, my one list is primarily Batman characters that I'm more comfortable, like, with the backstory. But... Um, if we have time, we can go back to that one. But uh, the four that I kind of talked to, you know, from talking to Joey a bit, um, these are my four. Um, I really, really like Deathstroke. I think that he would make a very interesting uh, solo movie unless there is one in the works for him. I think it's one um, of those ones that has been like canceled. whispered and yeah. rumored. And then it, yes, yeah, so like yeah. Gary said, and then I think, it doesn't I think, happen. Yeah, not, not to interrupt your flow, Nate. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Manginello was supposed to play mm, him in mm-hmm. the Batman, the one with um, Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. yes. the solo film they were going to do. Right. And I think they were planning to spin off uh, a movie with Deathstroke after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But given that Batman was shelved, right. um, they may still potentially develop something. I mm-hmm. think they did. They probably wouldn't do it in theaters again. I probably think they'd try to stream it to HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like they seem to be doing a lot of stuff movie, over yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, streaming movies are the new direct to DVD from yeah. our childhood. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay like, with that too. Yeah, give it to me on day one. Like I'm more than happy to uh, pay the thirty dollars if it's something worth paying the thirty dollars for. Um, you know, obviously everyone's thirty dollars goes differently for themselves but yeah movies for me if it's a movie i'm interested in i will happily pay 30 dollars for the comfort of my own home um right off the bat um another one on my list i really i love big baddies like i love the uh the idea of dark seed he's very much like a thanos character to me um and i'm a big thanos big 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 thanos fan 
Um, so I think Dark Seed would be really cool. I still haven't seen the Schneider cut, uh, and I don't know if I'm ever going to because I don't know if I want to spend four hours of my life, you know, it's worth going it. through that. It's worth it, Nate. Is it really? I, 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 yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. It, it, Maybe it I'll watch it in kinda... like three parts and like kind of split it up. There is stuff in there that you kind of go, all right, this is just like, <laughs> you know, you don't need to see Aquaman like taking off a sweater like in slow motion. <laughs> Um, it's like fifteen no. minute scene where it's he's like, like I mean, like, emerging from okay, the water. I, I appreciate something like that. Right. <laughs> I, I was gonna say there are certain people that I'm sure do but appreciate. It's it, like right. you know, it's like you could have saved a few minutes right, right. just by taking something out like that. But on the whole, I think the storyline is so much more cohesive. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Makes a lot more sense in this the Snyder cut than, than yeah. what was actually. So I I think it's worth it. And it's like, broken yeah, into acts, yeah. Yeah. so you can actually oh, okay. take a forced break, even if it's just for you know fifteen minutes. But right. or, you, or you could break it up into you know watch it on multiple days. So it's right. it, it's worth it. I would definitely watch it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Yes, you will. I I probably won't, but I may I will actually. Yeah. It's kind of like when you get stuff and you say you're going to take pictures of it and post it online. Oh yeah, and you never no. do. Except my shoes that I got. Yes, and banner. And banner. Lots of banner. Um, another one on my list is, uh, Sinestro. Uh, I know that he was, he was in the Green Lantern film, right? I remember watching that. Yep. It was garbage. Uh, but <laughs> I, I love Ryan Reynolds. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's just an unfortunate piece of writing. Like I felt like it was just written terribly, but the Green Lantern character and like the whole Lantern corpse thing is like, it's super interesting. Like there's so much that they can do with that universe. And I do really hope that at some point they do revisit it. Um, you can see where I'm going with my list of villains. Like, like we said, like Joey and I have talked about this many times. It's the DC villains are so interesting and just so much more. They seem so much more flushed out as outside of like the just the big bad characters. Like, yeah, I mean, you have your Marvel villains where you've got like Galactus and like Thanos and Apocalypse and like all these really really big cool villains, and then you have like these little ones that no one cares about, like. You know, like a lot of um, Spider-Man villains that are just like, okay, that's that's cool, but like, what's special about them? Great, that guy looks like a rhino. Yeah, all right. Oh, you know, great. But like, what's a... his backstory? Yeah. Why is he so yeah, yeah. angry and hitting stuff all the time? Right. And that's what DC does good. They they right. they they make you feel invested in in the villains mm-hmm. just as much as the heroes because they have these backstories right. that are like you said so well. Uh, thought out so fleshed out and it's like oh okay this thing happened to him when he was a kid right and this is why he's the way he is exactly yeah it's like it's like uh like kingpin like kingpin's one of my favorite daredevil characters uh from the show like just from the show i'm I'm basing this off the show and it's like okay he's i get it i get why he's the way he is right and like that to me makes him very compelling and very interesting. And like, I would love a Kingpin movie if we did like, you know, if, mm-hmm. if we did a Marvel one that hasn't gotten a movie, I would love to see Kingpin movie. But then it's like on the flip side, you get like Vulture and it's like, okay, I, I understand his story, but outside of like the Sinister Six, like I don't really care about him as a character. And there's a lot of those that I find that in the Marvel universe where it's like, it ends up being like, I just genuinely don't care. Um, outside of unless there's like a main uh hero storyline that ties into it that mm-hmm. makes me care if that makes sense um i, I don't care about them individually as, as opposed to outside of the main story whereas okay. i find that the dc villains i'd be like i could happily watch like a two-hour movie um 
like we all did with the Joker, like things like that, right? Like it just it's a lot more interesting to me. I love um, Kingpin and Daredevil. Yes, like, I've oh, said absolutely. this before. Daredevil yeah. is my favorite Marvel. Right. Uh, television show and that includes you know agents of shield and includes all the stuff that's come out on disney plus so far daredevil's still up there and one of the reasons besides charlie cox is vincent d'onofrio's mm-hmm. portrayal of kingpin because again brilliant. why though because they show you what this guy did or what happened to him for him to become the way he did mm-hmm. and it's it's so many it's not just like uh, just one dimensional. Like, okay, this is who I get on face value. Like, there's so many layers to their villains that they that they build into the character that you just again you just get invested in it and you you feel like again it's just as fleshed out a character as as the hero is and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the final one on my list, unless there's a movie planned for him, uh, is Razal Ghul. I know we got a glimpse of him in the Christopher Nolan Batman uh, trilogy a little bit, kind of. Um, but, yeah, I think Ra's al Ghul, to me, would be a very interesting character to see a full movie about because, again, he's got such a deep history. There's just so much more to him, uh, like the League of Shadows, like just the fact that he's been around for generations mm-hmm. and centuries and he's got like, you know, you could literally do just about anything with him as a story um, from his origin all the way up until um, whatever the time period that you set for him. So uh, I think that one's a, another really cool one that if they could do. That'd so. be, that'd be cool. I would, I would put a little twist on that. Mm. I would actually like to see it from Talia's perspective mm. because Talia has established herself as being a force to reckon with in this universe. I mean, she's the mother of Damian Wayne, right? So there's the connection to Batman. You know, she's created this whole agency called, uh, was Leviathan um, in the comics and stuff like that. And and so it would be an interesting um, spin to see it, see it from her perspective. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I agree. I think, I think there's a lot of story potential um, with that one as well. So I don't think there's anything in development for there. I think most of the stuff in development are for the heroes. I don't think there's a lot that I saw that was in development for the villains. I haven't heard much from, from the research I did, because I was kind of like you, I was, I was kind of double checking lists to make sure I wasn't picking something that had something in development. And mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's <clears throat> villains that will be incorporated into the, the heroes movies, because you, you gotta have a villain to have the, the hero um but i didn't see anything either that it was like oh well this villain's gonna have something you know coming out uh, outside of what i've heard about joker 2 or yeah. whatever you want to call it coming out but uh, again he's already had a movie so i don't see the thing is i don't know if i want to see a joker 2 mm-hmm. I, I was very happy with you know the ending yeah it was like this is what happens it's like you know uh he started this whole like movement or whatever mm-hmm. like you know and I would just like to leave it at that and not see. I don't. I don't really need to know, like, you know, what happens next with them. Um, but it'll be interesting. I. I it's not. I won't watch it, but it'll right. Be interesting. <laughs> right. Um, I, I. I wasn't sure where they could take it, but um, I think Sinestro would be a really cool one. It'd be really cool. I never watched the Green Lantern movie. <laughs> I wouldn't. Um, so I finally just good. watched it like a year or so ago. I was like, yeah, all right, I'm going to finally see how bad it is. And it was pretty bad. But yeah. Um, 
Ryan Reynolds, if he wasn't in it, if it was somebody else, would have probably been even worse. Yes, you know, because he can he can yeah. carry certain things, but he he couldn't carry that thing all the way to success. Yeah. Well, I guess drum roll is needed. I'm not going to try to do oh. drum roll because I'm not Clint though, because we are now going to get Gary's Mount Rushmore of DC <laughs> Ooh, characters who go. have not had a solo film and deserve one. Okay, so <laughs> Mount Rushmore only has four people on it, right? Correct. Uh, I it can be as many like, as you want. Like we kicked off this uh, series with two Canadians. Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm looking at my list, and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I'm like about thirteen, fourteen people. That <laughs> let's go. The, Give the, us your top lead. four, Gary. But yeah, my top four. Like, um, okay, so I'll, I'll I'll put the ones that um, didn't make my list but i still think could be very compelling uh stories and i list those off really quickly sure so i chose john stewart a very specific green lantern um partly because he was a a military man um you know the what i love about the green lantern stories is that you have four five six i think it's like six or seven lanterns from earth but the original four were hal jordan john stewart guy gardner and then kyle rayner and the way they've always portrayed the four of them in the comics, they each have like their different personalities and the different styles based on, you know, um, how they are in life and what they do mm-hmm. and how their constructs that they use the rings to create. So um, Kyle being an artist, his are very, um, you know, um, very, very artistic and, and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And John being a military man, he does a lot of like, you know, like he, he can call up a sniper or whatever. Um, I think John Stewart would be great because he could at, play into his war kind of story as well as, you know, now being part of a broader, um, you know, space corps. Yeah. Um, I actually put Harley Quinn on that list because she hasn't had a solo film. It's crazy no, that she's been in all this call. other yeah. stuff and it's right? not really. Because yeah. I, I debated that, too, because I thought yeah. about her, too. And I was like, well, yeah. is so she's she's been in know. two films with Suicide Squad, and she's mm-hmm. been with the Birds of Prey. But she's right. so right, and right. you could say that the Birds of Prey was really her story with like the others, but it right. wasn't called that. Right, it was actually called the Birds of Prey, right. the Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Right, so I still don't consider that truly just a film about her. But they could do a storyline. There's a, a DC is just recently published a, a series, a Black Label series. And it was a different twist in Harley Quinn where they played. She wasn't like the Harley Quinn in the costume, whatever. They actually played into the fact that she's a psychiatrist. So she was um, a criminal profiler uh, trying to capture the Joker. So kind of like Um, more closely related to the animated series, Dr. Quinzel or whatever it was in the animated series. Yeah, I mean, well, well, Harley Quinn is a psychiatrist, you know, and then she she goes crazy. Right. (laughs) Because, you know, the obsession with Joker and... You know, um, that just kind of leads her down that path. But yeah, this one plays up more like that she, you know, she becomes a psychiatrist. She's a criminal profiler. She's profiling the Joker and she's trying to find them because the Joker's a serial killer. They could do something different with the character in that. I way. like that. I like um, like a Silence of the Lambs type thing. Yeah, almost. exactly. Yeah. Um, I had, so these are the ones that didn't make my list. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, that's um, a good, good I had start. The Red Hood. So J.C. Todd. Thought about that um, one as well. Because you know, uh, I think they could do a lot with him. Um, you know, he's like the anti-hero. Um, they could make it John Wick-esque type mm. thing, which I think would be pretty good. Um, I had Mr. Miracle 
on that list. So if you don't know who Mr. Miracle is, he's actually ties in with the whole new gods, dark side uh, mythology. Uh, he's an escape artist. Um, he's like the son of, um, he's the son of High Father, which is the opposite of Dark Side. So you have Dark Side and you have the new gods, which were on New Genesis, and and so High Father is like the leader, and Dark Side's leader for for the bad guys. Mm. Um, and so he's the son of High Father that was given to I think Dark Side to raise in this sort of weird thing. And so Orion, who is Dark Side's son, was given to High Father to raise. Um, so I think there's a whole story that could be um, done there. Um, there's a character named Amethyst, and this one could be marketed towards a more youthful crowd. She's like the princess of Gemworld. So I think there's a lot of story potential hmm. for her. I had Animal Man down there. Um, you know, Deep cuts who, with Gary. Deep right cuts, now. yeah. Um, and, you know, because they could play into the whole the fact that, you know, he taps into what's called the red which allows him to, um, you know, access power similar to like Vixen, uh, similar to like Changeling. There's this whole concept of the red in in the comics that he accesses that, and that's how he gets his powers. I had Firestorm on the list. <laughs> um, you know. Was Firestorm the character from uh, Legends of Tomorrow? Yes. Um, okay. Yes. yes. I, I actually enjoyed that character, and I was I was sad when they kind of wrote that character out of. Legends. Yeah. Um. You know, because I think there, there's something to be said about like you know the original Firestorm, which was like a you know a student and a professor mm-hmm. merge, right? You right. Know, Ronnie Raymond and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Martin Stein, right? Which they had in Flash. Uh, they had Ronnie Raymond and Martin Stein uh, show up in Flash. Um. So I think there's there's. And I just love Firestorm as a character, so I think I, did, I was like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to see him like on the, you know, with that's a good one. I like special that one. effects and stuff like that. Um, so those didn't make my list, and then I struggled with the last few. Um, so I had Martian Manhunter on my list as well, um, and I think with Martian Manhunter, they could really do a great, um, like '40s, '50s type of movie. Um, because when John comes to Earth, uh, he takes on the guise of a detective, right? And uh, and it's, they could do a whole film noir type oh, man. thing with with uh, Gary. With you need to be working there. for DC because yeah, all these ideas you've come up with so far, I'm just like I'm all invested. <laughs> I'm in all it. in like, for this. Yeah. Yes. Right. And so they could they could you know because he got pulled from Mars to Earth, right? And you know the the professor that that got him right dies and you know he basically you know takes on an identity of a detective and he you know he solves crimes and stuff like that so they could really play into that whole you know uh aspect in a a film which i think would be really cool and said it specifically like in film noir because i think that's really what he based his his identity on right was like a film noir detective um so i think that could work um so yeah, so those were characters. Martian Manager was actually my top four, but since Joey um, uh, selected Stole him, I'm, him. Actually gonna, I'm actually gonna pivot and uh, and 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 take. Uh, oh gosh, which of the five should I drop out of my top four? Um, <laughs> give us the runner up. Okay. Yeah, give us the runner up. The runner up. Ooh, ooh. Okay, the runner up. Oh man, this is tough. Okay, <laughs> this is tough, right? Like, yeah, I mean, especially it, it, for it something really that you're tough. passionate about. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So my runner up. Okay, this is. Cool. <laughs> I'll probably regret this, but my runner up is going to actually be death. 
Um, mm. So there is so death for 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 those that don't know, uh, she's part of the endless, right? Uh, in the Sandman mythology, right? So you have like you have dream, you have death, you have delirium. Uh, I can't remember what the other um, uh, characters are, but death is like the personif- uh, personification of death, right? And uh, there's a, there was a storyline back in, I think it's in the 90s, uh, called A Day in the Life. And so every hundred years, death experiences life as a day, as a mortal that's fated to die. So she can understand the value of life that she's hmm. taking. Um, and so I think that would be a, a really good, um, you know, film to... Oh, of that like, day, yeah, like oh, a day, yeah. A day in life, right? Death. Now I know that they've done something similar where death comes and you know, as, as a human, I think what Meet Joe Black was was uh, a similar concept, right? Um, where I think death takes the form of a human and and learns what life is really like. And I think there was an actual movie from God way back in like maybe the thirties, forties, um, called Death Takes a Holiday. Uh, and I think that's what Meet Joe Black was was based off of. So they're the mm, similar mm-hmm. uh, kind of story. But I think it would be neat to see that, you know, death. Someone whose whose sole purpose is to actually, you know, when someone dies, you know, transport them or or take them, right. um, experience what she's actually doing. Um, so, but I'll drop her off the list because I know at one point I think that was like way back when I think that was something that we're trying to develop and it just never got off the ground. So that leaves me now since I had to drop Martian Manhunter from my list. Thanks, Joey. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. So, and some one of these may be a deep cut. So I didn't put Nightwing on my list, mm. but I put Dick Grayson on okay. my list. And, I, and I'm being very specific because there was a point in, um, in DC Comics, you know, storylines where Dick Grayson's identity was exposed to the world and he died quote unquote died so to the world he died and during that time when the world thought he was dead he was actually a spy for an agent uh, an agency mm. called spiral and he was like agent 37 i think or something like that i think is oh. what his, his official designation was and so i would love to see them do a dick grayson film in that vein where it's like a spy thriller like oh gary again man Um, hitting him out of the park on this one like a jason Bourne type thing exactly not like not like a detective thing not like as a hero but as like a spy right um because i think that i mean tom king who wrote that along with i can't remember unfortunately what the other uh his his collaborator on that was but it was a great storyline um of dick grayson like as a spy and a super spy and it was uh it was it was a fantastic uh thing so i would love to see something like that um then i have do you guys know of a character named adam strange this is like a deep cut for people that don't know dc no, so adam strange so, so joey joey kind of brought this up that it would be great to establish dc's cosmic um mm-hmm. space faring type uh characters so adam strange was uh, I think he was an archaeologist, and while he was exploring uh, some, somewhere in South America, Brazil or Peru, he was hit by something called the Zeta Beam, and he was transported to a planet called Ran. And so he basically gets transported to this planet and becomes a hero to that world. Wow. Uh, he helps them out with various things. So I think it'd be a fantastic way to establish you know the cosmic presence and it's again you take a character that maybe no one knows mm-hmm. and start building the universe around that yeah marvel um, showed that can work 
and it shows mm. taking obscure character and, and doing it. So you get the right director, you get the right story. Um, and again, Tom King is doing a story right now. I, if you, if people don't realize, I really love Tom King's writing. Um, <laughs> he did a great Batman run too. Uh, but Tom King's doing a story right now uh, called Strange Adventures. Um, and it's basically um, uh, Adam Strange and another character, Mystic Terrific, who I realized could potentially also spin off a, <laughs> a story for him. But, um, you know, and it's like this hidden history that he has with his wife because, you know, he has he has a wife on, on Ren and a daughter and, you know, he's a hero to that world and stuff like that. It's like um, Superman so. in reverse. Yeah, basically, right? Um, and the the thing with the Zeta Beam is that the energy eventually wears off, and when it does, he gets transported back to Earth. And mm. he has to find the next coordinates for where that beam is going to hit Earth mm. so that he can, like, Oh, so you get the powers again. Back. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, um, so, yeah, and he's just a regular guy with a ray gun, basically. <laughs> you know? It's like, so, so I think that would be really cool. Um, and the reason why I've structured it this way is that... Um, they can actually easily tie Adam Strange in to Hawkman, which is another... So Hawkman's another character that I have on my list. Um, and Hawkman, they could do a whole Indiana Jones-type vibe mm. because he's an archaeologist, right? Um, and, uh, you know, his genesis, like his origins start in, like, Egypt, ancient Egypt, and... He's a character. If you've ever, you know, for those that, that have watched Legends of Tomorrow, right? That's where right? I know him. He's from, like, yeah. He, yeah, he 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 was a prince in Egypt that was killed, and he's fated to basically resurrect um, and be killed by the same person. Like he and he and uh, Shaira, uh, his uh, his wife, they're fated to find each other, fall in love, and when they do, the guy that killed them back in Egypt is, you know, also gets resurrected and kills him again. So I think it'd be a fantastic story, but they could do that whole Indiana Jones type vibe with with the archaeology aspect and and create like a whole um, you know series around that. Um, and the last one I have on my list is Doctor Fate. Now Doctor Fate, I think, is going to show up in Black Adam. I think Hawkman's also going to show up in Black Adam. But with Doctor Fate, Doctor Fate, you can play into the whole supernatural aspect of the DC universe, um, which I think is something that's a little untapped right now. Um, and like I said, the great thing about this is Dr. Fate, um, you know, being a Lord of Order and Naboo being the person that's talking to him through his helmet. I think Naboo also gets his, like, you know, the way that DC has established it is back in ancient Egypt as well, along with Black Adam, along with Blue Beetle, which they're developing. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause the scarab that Blue Beetle uses comes from that time period. So they could create a whole world around this ancient Egypt. Just from that time mm -hmm. frame, yeah. Time mm -hmm. frame um, and the characters that have spun out from that. And the reason why I say that Adam Strange can tie in with that is that one of the lives that Carter Hall, who is Hawkman, was resurrected as was a policeman on Thanagar. Um, and Thanagar is a planet of hawk people basically the people that that have wing that you know they they have um they can fly with with uh wings and stuff like that um you know and he was katar hall on that so and adam strange one of the storylines is this thing called the ran thanagar war <laughs> where the two planets so the ran where's where strange is from and thanagar with hawkman is from um fought so they could create like this whole like epic storyline if they really wanted to tie in all these giant crossover things. yeah mm -hmm. yeah and, and into some shared um you know 
uh, epic fantasy adventure space opera thing. So yeah, so Adam Strange, Grayson, Hawkman, and Doctor Fate. Those well, as suspected, Gary before. has just totally blown the doors off this thing and and made me and Nate's list look very very sad. Compared <laughs> My to list his. was stupid to begin with, and Gary made it even more stupid. <laughs> no, no, this is cool. This is ones that, that that I think I'd want to see, like the Sinestro. Yeah. I think would be cool, and like you said, the Martian Man- Manhunter. Um, I just had a different spin on Martian Manhunter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like your spin. I like, I like that. Great. I do like yeah. that. Because so. you could do it like where he's – you could almost hide the fact that that's who he is. Like you could do like a whole movie Correct. and then be like at the end reveal who he is and you're watching this movie that has nothing to do with um, – he's not in the names, not in the title. There's no credit. It's just all of a sudden yeah. it's like boom. This is Martian Manhunter, and this it's kicks off something It's called The Detective, else. and then yeah. you just find out, Oh, yep. I was I said, oh, Man shit, Man I was watching what? a comic movie the whole time. That's what? crazy. It's like six yeah. cents all over again. But yeah. I mean, DC, like... DC could, uh, you know, misdirect, and they could actually just call the film Manhunter, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, because as a detective, like, that's what yep. he's uh, trying to do. And there have been other characters in DC called Manhunter um, mm, that okay. they could play into. And then, yeah, put that twist on the end where you actually realize, well, actually, it's not the Manhunter that you're thinking. It's actually the Martian right. Manhunter, right. Um, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so the, 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 like I said, I had such a hard time because I had all these different concepts. I'm like, oh, this would be really good. And I tried. I told Joey, I said, I have them in different genres because I wanted to come up with something that they could hit, you know, different aspects of film. So you have film Great. noir, you have a space opera, mm-hmm. you can have a spy film, you could have like, you know, a straight up adventure Indiana Jones type film. Then you have like something dark and supernatural. It know, really was great well, job, Gary. Like um, you could be the Kevin Feige of, of DC. You should be. knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. It would be nice. It would be nice if, 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 you know, if some of these eventually see the light of day, that would be your new um, career. Would yeah. you hire me as your assistant? Like I'll sure. just go get your food. Like I'll, I'm fine with that. Like yeah, I'll be your only food that we've reviewed, though, Joey. So, <laughs> <laughs> so done. So you guys would starve to death. Yeah. Um, if anyone movie. out there is listening that is working for for Warner Brothers, please reach out to my brother Gary. <laughs> uh, I am his agent. Don't reach out to him directly. Reach out to me. And <laughs> I was I take a modest fee of like seventy five percent of whatever royalties that he does get for these wonderful ideas. Um, so yes, please, please reach out to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but there's a reason why we had you on for this, Gary, is because you take this conversation to a level that truly is, it's amazing. It's like, and I love it. Like chatting with people that have a passion for stuff that I'm a little bit interested in, but getting to that extra deep layer of like why you want these to happen, naming characters that I truly didn't even know existed. It's like, this stuff is awesome. And this is absolutely why we love to have you on. And, and we, we thank you for, for, uh, taking Joey and I to school on, uh, on these DC <laughs> yes, characters. On the bus. Yeah. Hop on, kids. Taking yes. y'all to school. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Joey was talking about how we, when he was a kid, and you guys were saying that you know Batman and stuff was was your primary thing. I mean, that that was my introduction to comic books was uh, a Teen Titans comic, right? Really? Um, yeah, that was well. It was the first one that I physically owned myself, right? And my cousins they had comic books, and you know, um, every now and then they'd let me read them and stuff like that. But my first one that I physically bought was a Teen Titans comic. And I picked it up because it had um, the Teen Titans fighting the Justice League. And mm. I thought that was just so cool. So it was like, mm-hmm. you know, Batman and Wonder Woman fighting like Wonder Girl and Robin and Starfire and all these characters that I didn't know who they were. Um, yeah. And then I just 
it was right around the time when Crisis on Infinite Earths was coming out. And so I got a crash course in like DC characters through that. Yeah, and I just fell in love with DC. Not that I didn't read Marvel, but yeah, there's just something about DC that I gravitated towards and I still do to this day. Um, you know, I currently, I think 95% of the stuff that I pick up on a weekly basis is DC. I think I only mm-hmm. have like one Marvel title in my pull list right now. Um, <laughs> so, and it's not even the titles that I would collect like normally it's like Spider-Man and X-Men. I'm collecting this thing called Strange Academy, which is like basically Doctor Strange has established a like an academy for for supernatural people. Like Professor like, X like, style? <laughs> yeah, it, it's basically almost like um, Professor X, X-Men meets Hogwarts. <laughs> 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 it's like all these like you know, supernatural and, and, uh, um, characters. So, um, but yeah, no, I, it, but this was, this was fun guys. Cause like, but there's a lot of stuff that I was like, Oh wait, no, that's, that's a team. I'd love to be able to see a team, mm-hmm. like, you know, a movie come out like on the ropes, like, like, um, flash, like when you talk about the villains having deep stories and stuff like that, um, the flash villains, um, the rogues, they call themselves the rogues. They're like so good together as a group. That'd be fantastic to see them as a, you know, as an actual film. I almost put um, reverse flash down for mm-hmm. one of my. Yeah. That was one that I was thinking about too. Um, so it's, there was, there were so many things that, that I, that I thought of. I'm like, oh no, that's more of a team thing. I'd like to see that. Like eventually. I got I'd Gary thinking. Film. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have so many, I have so many thoughts as to what I'd love to see. Uh, and whether or not they're actually like feature films or if they turn them into TV series or stuff like that, you know, um, I'm all for it, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll go hunt them out. So I think that's the beauty of um, the way that media and movies and TV shows are being consumed nowadays. It's like it can be it can be in any form, right? There's so many forms of, of visual media that we can see. Like if it's going to be a YouTube, like, a, like it could be like a YouTube series or it could be like a, um, you know, something streaming on, on Disney plus or whatever the HBO max or whatever. Right. So um, there's just so many more options. And I think a lot of uh, showrunners are, are getting that freedom to kind of create uh, their own vision for some of this stuff, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. And I think like, hopefully um, we're seeing it with Marvel, which is a great example that DC should follow. Whereas mm-hmm. like, you know, with the series, it's like, maybe it wouldn't be as popular if we did it on, you know, a major network, let's bring it to the streaming service and they can experiment with stuff. Like I, I'm pretty sure when they, someone pitched the what if idea, uh, they were just like, okay, sure. Whatever. Just, you know, we'll throw it to D- Disney plus. We'll see how it goes. And it's like incredibly popular and people are loving it and eating it up. And I think like, DC needs to kind of get on that and start to understand that like there's there's no shame in doing it the same way as Marvel did it. Yeah. There's no one's going to like there obviously there will be people that will be like haha you're copying Marvel. Who gives a shit? Those extra zeros at the end of the day on yep. that <laughs> is going to make it worth it. Like please, you know, like follow what Marvel's doing. It's fine. 
please yeah. give us more DC content in, in, in that space. It happens in the comic books all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like you'll mm-hmm. see like DC announce something and then you'd see like a month later Marvel announces yeah. the exact same concept <laughs> for their stuff. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then same thing, Marvel will do it. And then all of a sudden DC comes out yeah. with something. Yeah. Like, they've done that it, over the years with their characters. So. It's yeah. always the same. I mean, like when you look at the actual characters themselves, right? There's like... Uh, an, uh, analogs of each other mm-hmm. in, in each universe, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they play into that and they specifically create characters as an answer to um, you know, the other um, company's uh, characters. Mm-hmm. But they do it all the time. But I agree that they need to take uh, a, a, you know, something from, from Marvel's playbook, which is seed these movies, like future films, with like a one-off character that's in the background that for the casual person, they won't really know but for someone with a deep knowledge, we'll be like, hey, you know, I know that that person, you know, becomes so-and-so in the future. And maybe they'll be able to spin that off into something. Like, yeah. I think Marvel's doing a great job with, you know, I, you definitely know that they're planning a Young Avengers right. series or film yeah. at some point because of the way that they've brought in all the characters in the different uh, movies that they're planning, right? Mm-hmm. They could do something like that in DC. I mean, there's a, I mean, I didn't talk about like this character named Nighthawk. Uh, deep cut DC character. It's a Western character. Um, so they could make a whole film about him, you know, a Western film. And then you come to find out that he's actually one of Hawkman's reincarnated lives. Right. Mm. Um, so, you know, they, they could do something like that where it's like seed something that you just wouldn't expect. And it all ties in, you know, in something. Right. And yeah, it definitely. brings it all together. Um, yeah. I would, lo- I would love to see DC do that. And, Hopefully with the way that they're taking the approach now, which they're just basically letting the filmmakers run with their films, tell the story that they want to tell, like with what they did with James Gunn for the Suicide oh, Squad. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, which I, I, I really liked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> much gorier than I expected it to yeah. be. Um, so that took me by which surprise. Was great. It was, but yeah, it was, it was a bit surprising for sure. Yeah. But it's a movie called The Suicide Squad, you, you know? And that was the criticism for the first film. It's like, yeah, it's a, a Suicide Squad and really hardly anyone died. It's like, right. you know, um, so spoilers. <laughs> it's like, yeah. if you go in there, it's like people die. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if he, if they let the filmmakers just run with, with the film, tell the story, um, that might help as well. And I agree the whole what-if concept could work in DC as well because DC has things called Elseworlds, mm-hmm. um, you know, where it was like what-ifs. It's basically like a what-if thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, if who came up with what first, but, right. you know, it's things like what if Superman had landed in Russia instead of, like, mm. you know, Kansas, mm-hmm. you know, and he becomes the Red Sun instead, right? right? Um, there's really great stories that come out of that um, that they could easily turn into um, to to films and and in some cases they have they've done animated versions and if there's one thing that dc does really well is their animation um mm. department mm. yes whether it be the ongoing series or the animated films that they they produce dc does a great job with that yeah i think so, dc has that above marvel is their yeah. animated uh, movies and tv shows yeah i think outshine marvel's animated series that they do yeah. and movies and to be honest, I don't mind that, right? I don't mind that if, if some of these things, some of my concepts come out as like animated films, I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. Right? I just want to see the content. Right? Like you said, I just right. want to see more DC content. Mm-hmm. And I and if there's one thing that I want people to try, really, really try not to do, don't go into a DC film expecting it to be bad. 
because I think it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. There have been some really bad DC films, but I think if you go in expecting that it's going to continue, you're going to come out, you know, <laughs> thinking that it was. <laughs> thinking you know? that it was. If you think it's going to be bad, it is going to be bad. Yeah, exactly. You 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 start looking for the things that are bad instead of appreciating what they did that was well. Um, so I, I hope that people actually go in with very open minds, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's an interesting point about you bringing up the the whole Elseworld. I think there's a bunch of stuff, the animated stuff. I think it was like uh, there was like a Flashpoint, um, and one of the one of the stories that my buddy told me that would be like I would it would blow my mind if they they did this um, was instead of Bruce's parents getting killed, I think it was Bruce that gets killed. And then Thomas becomes Batman, yep. and then Martha becomes the Joker. Yep, and that's uh, her which is point. yeah, which is incredible. Like that's just, I love that. Like it's just like those kinds of stories that can only happen in comics, where it's just like you can literally do anything. Mm-hmm. And you know, I would love to see that as a live action, you know, in a TV series or whatever. Like just make that more, um, make. Th- give us more of those adult themes and those adult mm-hmm. kind of stories and uh, people will eat it up. I think absolutely people will eat it up. And that's what I really like about Titans. I know you aren't a huge fan of, of the Dick Grayson character, but it's dark and oh. it's edgy and it's, um, I didn't say I wasn't a fan of him. I just said he's a dick, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's like, that's why I'm, I really like the show is cause it's, it fits my demographic. If it's where I want to spend yeah. my money and my time. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I mean he's he's nice to look at too. So <laughs> it's like can't complain about. Joey's that. right here. You can tell him that. You can tell him. Ah, oh, thank uh, you. Put your shirt back on, Joey. Okay, time for the shirt to go back. On. All right. All right. Yeah, if you were if you think we were distracted, this episode is because Joey was prancing around without a shirt on. Yes. No. It's nice. Checking um, out my farmer's tan. <laughs> Being out in the sun again all day. You're you're back. Oh, yeah. You're back coaching. Yeah, it's, all that, right? it's pretty yeah, bad. It's Y'all bad. probably can't see it on camera, but it's blinding. Yeah, yeah. you can see the watch line too on the. Oh on yeah! The arm wow! Lines. Oh my gosh! It's, it's pretty bad. Do they make like coaching shirts where it's just like sleeveless but with a collar? Like, do they have? The, <laughs> <is> that... <laughs> no, I should just wear a sweater vest, but just the sweater vest. Oh my god! Nothing, yes. <laughs> nothing yes. underneath it. Oh yeah. my god! Dan, Dan Dan regularly has a farmer's tan. Again, because he's a gym teacher, so he's out. He's out and about all the time. Yeah, usually, usually when he's with the kids, it's he's out and about. So, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So it's pretty bad right now. It's amazing. Um, Thank you, Gary, for joining us this week and Um, just putting us to shame. We appreciate (laughs) as 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 he does with his brilliant presence, his glowing personality. Anytime Gary's in a room, everyone's a second. His soft, moisturized skin. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is why this is why I come back, right? When you guys ask me, it's like you just, you know, heap like platitudes on me and it just feels like <laughs> I'm telling you, Gary, I'm getting a knitted doll made of you. No. I'm gonna, do. I'm gonna go to Etsy, I'm gonna find someone that makes custom knitted dolls. I'm gonna send them the picture and be like, Nate. whatever the cost, knit me a doll that looks Nate. like this man. Oh yeah. no! You should make one of yourself and then send it to him. Oh, oh that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> An angry Nate knitted doll. Oh my yes. god! Oh my god! Call it I'm angry Nate. I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna Google it. After. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yes. But so thank you, return, Gary. Return to sender. Return to sender. <laughs> 
I'll get it sent to Dan and Dan and just be like, Dan, this is for you. this is for Gary. Please, please give it to him. Make sure he doesn't return this. No, see, see, Dan, Dan, Dan would be like, no, why are they sending something like this? Like he doesn't want any more stuff in the the comments. Oh. So he'll be just like, no, return that. <laughs> it's just on the label. It's going to be like, this is the secret to getting rid of Gary's comic collection. <laughs> And he'd be like, oh, yes. And he'll just... Hey, he opens it up and it's a knitted doll of nails. Yeah, and he's like, what is this? What the hell is this? <laughs> it's like that... Uh, Gary, what did you buy the... now? <laughs> it's <laughs> like community with that... Uh, the troll doll? Yeah, it's just like the <laughs> the troll doll in community. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, Gary, we love having you on. It's honestly yeah. such a joy to have you chat with us about any topic. It sounds like we could have you on for just about anything. And you would be a blessing to listen to and a joy to chat with so oh, we will definitely have you. you back for yeah. something in the future yeah. yeah thanks for having me it's always it's always fun chatting with you guys and i like love it love it um can you tell everybody where we can find you on twitter instagram all that yeah. stuff sure so on twitter uh, i'm gl underscore faraday and on instagram i am faraday's lines um i keep thinking whether or not i want to merge the two so that's easier to find me but uh, but I haven't yet, so that's that's where you can reach me. Oh, the police are coming for Nate. That's they're coming true. for me, actually. Oh, they're coming for Gary. Oh no, what'd you do to to make the mounted police mad? I didn't know the horses had sirens on them. That's pretty cool. That would be amazing if they did. Just like strap on like a, a siren to its head, like like those old detective movies where they're like riding in the un- unmarked cars and they put the siren on the dashboard just like slap that on top of the, the like a little head. helmet for the horse yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my god that'd be amazing um, oh my gosh oh full of great ideas today we've got I like a so. full yes. slate of like the next 20 years of dc movies we've got rcmp improvements we've got it all we've got it all on this podcast this is wonderful um yes so make sure you're following us on twitter and instagram the underscore dorksman uh, again a preemptive thank you to everybody that hung out in uh, clint and phil stream today anyone that donated uh hope you guys had a good time playing tabletop games uh, unfortunately if you were tuning in to listen to clint this week he is not here because he was raising money for them kids uh, so thank you, Clint, for for your sacrifice in in doing that and your enjoyment. Probably had a good time uh, playing tabletop games with your buddy. Um, yeah. What else? What else? What else? Uh, Cross Streams Media. Make sure you follow them on Twitter, CTS Media. Uh, I think Tuesday night, Clint's probably going to be doing some sort of Nintendo game night. You just got to follow the Twitter account uh, just for that. Um, and that's where Clint will let everybody know what he's playing and what he's up to. So, yeah. 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 Wrap it up, B. So, Joey, thank you for this wonderful idea of this. Yeah, uh, this, this is great. This I'm thing. looking forward to seeing what, what other uh, Mount Rushmore's. Yeah. yeah. Oh, got some ideas. <laughs> My Mount Rushmore ideas. was, what, 13 people? <laughs> As a Canadian, you if you said. Acceptable. Right. If you said how many people are on Mount Rushmore, I would have said, like, 30. It's yeah. a mountain. There's a lot. There's a lot. Right? Yeah, it can hold so, a lot of people. Yeah, why don't they add <laughs> more heads? Yeah, yeah, it's a freaking mountain. Add more heads. Come on, come on now. Come on, come on. But anyone else got anything before we wrap it up for today? No, sir. No. All right. Well, thank you again for listening. That's my secret. I'm always angry. I'm Batman. <laughs> Bye. Oh.
This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.